Hey, Geektitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T. I should have thought better for naming that. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 154 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. We are once again rayless today, but that's okay because it gives us a chance to talk to the wonderful Brian Johnson. How are you doing, Brian? Woohoo! I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I think we're both <laughs> we're both tired and socialed out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm currently sitting in my man cave and just recovering from what this weekend has been. <laughs> y- yes, yes. I think you know. I, I always forget how um, crazy the beginning of the school year is, and how many events come up like boom, boom, boom right at the beginning. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that in my weekly gig creep, but. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm genuinely tired. <laughs> but that's okay because we got lots of fun stuff to talk about today. What have you been up to? What's what's going on in the life of Brian? Well, um, you know, looking on the bright side of life. Um, I'm so glad you picked up on that. I was like, I was like, I'm like, <laughs> like here you go, buddy. <laughs> I'm lobbing so, one to you. <laughs> some sometime I'll uh, I'll tell you all about our uh, our high school drumline. And our Monty Python show that we did. Nice. Um, but what has been up with me? I have just been insanely busy. Um, I, like yesterday was like the first chance I've had in probably a month to sit down and play some video games. Nice. But yeah, it, you know, ending the podcast was probably the best thing I ever did because now I have free time or lack thereof to do other stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It goes in, it goes in waves. I know that like, you know, we, we've, we've had some semi hiatus moments this, uh, this last year. And sometimes you just have to like, Oh you yeah. Know, we forget that this is a hobby and we're doing it for fun. <laughs> oh yeah. It, the, my, my rule is, is once sar- something starts to feel like work, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, very cool. Well, well, you got to sit down and play. What have what have you been geeking out about? Um, well, I've been hearing rumors and rumblings that there's another Bioshock game coming out. Mm-hmm. So I went out to my local GameStop. I know, shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought the Bioshock collection, and I started playing Bioshock One last night. You loving it? Oh, I always loved it, but I forgot how much I loved it because I looked up at the clock and it was 3 a.m. And I was like, oh, I need to go to bed. 
so. I, I feel like there's a lot of that right now. A lot of people are going back and discovering old games and I oh, think yeah. it's great. I think it's, I mean, not that this is not, a, this, not, this is not a new thing. I just feel like right now we're in a, a very nostalgia filled era of video gaming. Oh yeah. Well, especially since they're re-releasing games like the Spyro trilogy, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they're hitting that target audience that we now have money to buy video games. And <laughs> yes. we're wanting remasters of our beloved video games from when we were kids. Yeah, I'm I'm so waiting for um Warcraft three to be the remastered one of that to come out. To I might actually go back year. and play that. Oh, it's so much fun. Like I, I never actually played through it. I, I know I watched my brother play through it a couple times, but I am, I am very excited because that's never been my genre of game. But you know, now that I've been playing WoW for so long to go back and like get the history would be very nice for me. I, you know, I keep hoping for a remaster of Warcraft one and two. Cause mm-hmm. I, I am like the anti Joe. I mean, I was playing, the the original Warcraft games, and then when WoW came out, I played it, and I was like, "Nope, not for me." <laughs> well, you ha- you can always try WoW Classic. Just came out. Uh, I had the time. <laughs> Very cool. Anything else other than Bioshock? Sadly, no. Oh well, I mean, this is kind of geeky. Um, for those of your listeners who don't know, I am a classically trained chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and I left that industry um, when the economy tanked. And um, I've actually, no sponsorship here, but I've actually signed up with uh, HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been having these meal kits delivered. And it's all like fresh, organic. And, you know, they deliver it and you cook it. And I've been getting back into my cooking and I've rediscovered my passion for cooking and it's been I've been geeking out over it. I've been buying all kinds of like oils and stuff and really getting back into it. So it's I'm geeking out over that right now. That, yeah, I think you know what? That that might be a good geeky topic for the for for an upcoming episode because you know I know a lot of people love cooking and it is their passion and they enjoy geeking out about it. So it's it's awesome. I I I would love to at some point get you out to like help us like cook something just because I want to know your secrets. Of course. <laughs> cool. Um, I have been, um, we are in audition season. And so for me right now, all my kids are auditioning for shows and we've gotten ourselves to where we're now doing. I've got a hundred and 20 ish kids in my program. Um, I've got 95 in the elective and, um, and so we do five shows a year and last year, um, we did five shows and I almost died. Um, and then I, I crashed my car (laughs) and (laughs) was forced to not do everything. And so this year, um, I am only directing two out of the five shows and it is a, a wonderful decision. Uh, so two weeks ago, one of my seniors is directing, well, two of my seniors, cause they're, they're assistant director and director are directing the sophomores in Romeo and Juliet. So we got to have them audition and it's cool seeing kids you've worked with since freshman year, like now doing the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. 
And then this last week we auditioned for the junior show, which is like a, um, a play about the, the Rosie, the Rosie, the Riveter women during world war two. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're going to do a period piece for the first time. And we're very excited about that. The kids are very excited about the show. And then this week, <laughs> this week, I am holding auditions for the school musical, which is Les Mis, and oh. I think I am going to die. <laughs> oh, no. I am so excited, but I am so scared at the same. Like, it is, I am pulling a Jesse from Saved by the Bell. I am very, very excited, but very, very scared. I mean, that's an ambitious play to begin with. Yes. Oh, but wow. I have I have um, a bunch of boys with really amazing voices, and they're all seniors. Well, some juniors, but mostly seniors, and they're all leaving me after this year. So I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to get another batch of of boys who can sing. So we're we're doing limits. <laughs> you know, one day more. Yes. <laughs> so well, it's got to be better than Russell Crowe singing in the movie. Oh God! Oh God! I, I don't know. You know, I don't know why they cast these big names because they did the same thing in Phantom. They did Gerard Butler as the Phantom. And I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. No, and, and I, I appreciate that Russell Crowe was a good choice for Javert in a straight version of Lemus. Mm-hmm. But he can't sing. Mm-mm. And he tried. And I give him major props for trying. But it was just like his voice doesn't even it, it's just not a good match for the role. Like, I, I think that he could be in a different musical, but he's got a little bit of that rock sound to it. Yeah, it just it just didn't work. And no. I tried to watch it when I first decided I was going to do this because I was like, oh, I'm going to get ideas from everywhere I can get it from. And like two lines in, I'm like, I can't I can't Russell Crowe. I'm sorry. No, uh, you know, I was really excited about seeing Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie theater. And then I saw like, what was it? The Academy award performance. Mm-hmm. And I heard Russell Crowe singing and I'm like, Nope. <laughs> well, and that, that's, that movie was just unfortunate because uh, I am a theater snob, but I don't think you can't put musicals on film. Like I'm not one of those people. I just think they make very bad choices when they do like in the, in, into the woods is one of my favorite shows uh, of all stage shows ever, but the movie version is just terrible compared to the, to the stage show. And you're, you're working in such different genres that like the big thing with into the woods is the magic of having this forest that they're running through on stage and how that changes and moves and it's its own character. And you can't have that in film because, you know, you can do anything with film. It's not surprising when you do something magical like that. It's the same thing with um, Les Mis. It's such a big show. It's such a, like the music is meant to be projected out to the audience and they do all of these extreme close-ups and it just makes them look like they're overacting <laughs> and it's, yeah. and they're not, I mean, you put them on stage and they're doing an amazing job, but it's just a little too much show for, for close-ups on film. Well, the way I like to explain, I mean, cause the, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a theater geek, um, but the way I like to explain it to people so they understand like the major differences between film and theater is like, let me take your favorite TV show 
and try and co- incorporate that and tell that story on a cake. <laughs> That's such a good analogy <laughs> because it's true. Like, it's like, there's no way that's ever going to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll get the general idea mm-hmm. and the cake may look fabulous, but it's not going to capture everything you want about that. And the same goes, the same analogy can be applied from books to movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't a book, you know, think about how long it takes you to read a book. Yeah. They can't make the movie that long. Mm-mm. So, I mean, I, I, you know, it's a different medium. You have to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But we're excited. And, and <laughs> I have a, a colleague who's helping me build all the sets and he's actually going to be teaching a, a stagecraft course to, to get that going for me. And um, all of us are kind of just approaching this as we're excited terrified (laughs) terrified (laughs) and the the good thing that i have that i can fall back on is at the end of the day this is educational theater this is not um this is not broadway (laughs) so if they've learned something i have done my job and the audience will sit through it and watch it anyway so yeah they'll be the proud parents yes exactly but i'm i'm hopeful i like this is my favorite part of the of the process is the the casting because i feel like you have this infinite amount of possibilities mm-hmm. and um and it is funny because I, i'm a member of uh, the drama teachers academy which is a uh, an online group and they have a facebook group where we all go on and and talk about our our programs and ask questions and and plan things and uh and you know we're always saying you know it's educational theater if they learn something it's fine it's great but every year the same thing happens you'll have you know, around late October, early November, the first shows will start happening and the, the drama teachers will come online and go, I know that we say this all the time, <laughs> but I think this is the show that is going to break me and it's terrible. And everybody gets online and they're like, it's okay. You know, this is going to be fine. It's always like this. And then like the next week they're like, look at all my pictures. It went wonderfully. <laughs> and somebody else is like, I'm so glad your show went well. Ours is going to be doomed. And it's just kind of the cycle of, um, of the drama teacher. <laughs> really drama teachers being dramatic oh yes just just a little bit the other thing that's hilarious is they're like oh i don't know how they can't love casting i mean i get why they don't love casting but casting is my favorite part and oh i hate casting oh my god how am i gonna ever make this decision and and i always say well the thing that made casting wonderful for me is i don't post the the cast list on the door anymore Think we thank God we're in the digital age because I can just like email it to everybody and then they can cry at home. <laughs> yeah, right. Because usually it was like posted on the window and then hide in the room for the next three hours <laughs> so, as, as you hear the weeping and the sobbing outside. Um, but now, you know, we usually do it on like a, a Friday evening. So they have the entire weekend to get over it and then they can come back and be like, all right, I got didn't get the part I wanted, but I'm still part of the show. So we're fine. <laughs> I wanted the lead. I got stage crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I don't. Well, with the grade level shows, they're all guaranteed apart. Even if it's ensemble, they're guaranteed apart. Um, okay. But for the musical, um, you in or you out. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if you don't get a part, you're welcome to join stage crew, but I'm not going to assign you stage crew. Like mm-hmm. it's up to you if, if you're going to stick around or not. 
Um, and I always have the kids come in and go, why explain to me why? And I'm like, all right, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> Last year, one of my favorite students was like, why did I only get ensemble? And I was like, you need to take some voice lessons. You couldn't carry it vocally. And I feel like you have to be honest with them that way because I mean, like, a, you're not going to help yourself if you're trying to make up stories yeah. and, uh, and B, you know, it is again, educational theater. So it's kind of like, you know, you didn't get it because vocally the other two were stronger than you. And so if this is something you want to pursue later on, you're going to have to take some voice lessons. You know, you've got a nice listen voice. You, listen to you being all Simon Cowell. <laughs> but I don't tell them that <laughs> I don't tell them that they're right. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, red folk, <laughs> you know, I like, and, and I usually know the kids pretty well. So I know who I need to treat with kid gloves and who I can be like, all right, buddy, you did not pull it off this year. Oh, well, at least the, you know, you have that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, so this week is going to be great, but you know, my geekiness has been pretty much all, you know, if I'm not getting ready for an audition, I'm playing. Wow. And, <laughs> and I forgot how long it takes to play classic. Wow. It's like, <laughs> I'm level 16. Weren't you level 16 yesterday? Yes. And I will probably be level 16 tomorrow as well. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a slow progression for leveling then. Oh God. So slow. Especially like nowadays, first of all, all the, all the experiences dropped. And then on top of that, you have the fact that you get like heirlooms, which give you extra experience and potions to give you extra experience and all the stuff that gives you extra experience. You just fly. Like you're like level 20 within the first 20 to 30 minutes. And I have been playing a solid, I don't know, 40 hours since it came out. And I'm still level. I think I may have just ding 17. Oh, grats on ding, but wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's very nostalgic and um, everybody's been very like, it's weird to be running around and having people be nice to you. And wow, like it's strange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust it quite yet, but it really was. I mean, back, back in the day when you did um, when you were, cause they don't let you do server transfers anymore. I mean, they will if there's overpopulation and stuff, but for the most part, you're, this is your server. And so you got to be nice to these people because if you need to go into a, a raid or a dungeon or, or anything, these are the people that are going to be playing with you. Yeah. And so everybody kind of is on their best behavior because they don't want their rep to be bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I mean, it is a good way to get people to be nice to each other in online gaming. You know, as mm -hmm. opposed to the Call of Duty model where it's like everybody's on their own and you're playing with this racist 12-year-old from Kentucky. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things uh, about... And you've seen Endgame, yeah? Uh, yeah. My, my favorite is the whole Thor playing Fortnite bit. <laughs> I'm like, as, as, as over the top as this is supposed to be, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we're going to go to a commercial break, and then we're going to come back, and Brian is going to introduce us to the world of medieval reenactment, which I know very little about, so I'm very excited because I'm going to learn stuff today. Yes. All right. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch, chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch, where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. 
Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hey Geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash CapsuleJ. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey, that's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to teatimewithkc.com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. And we're back. And I have been a horrible network partner because um, it's been like 15 episodes. And I have not told everyone that we have a new podcast on the um, network. Um, There is a new podcast with uh, BJ and his friend, I think, Austin. I haven't listened to it because I don't play this game. Um, And it's called Dragon Quest FM. And it is a video game podcast dealing with Dragon Quest and its um, spinoffs. So you should check it out because it is one of our shows and it's got beach on it. So I am going to be checking it out so I can talk more intelligently about it in the future. I just have not had a, a chance to do so. But I highly recommend you go and check it out if you are interested in Dragon Quest, because there it is. So today we have Brian here talking to us about medieval reenactment, which I have ideas of what that means, but I know you're going to fill in all the gaps. So exactly what is medieval reenactment? So I am a uh, a Jarl in the... SCA. Um, what that basically means is uh, a Jarl is a chieftain of a household, um, uh, specifically a Viking household. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my house is called uh, Nordheim. Uh, we're just getting it off the ground. Um, it's going super, super well. Really happy. Um, but there medieval reenactment is there's kind of different levels of it. There's the guys that you see out at Ren fairs and Ren fairs is kind of like the starting point. Mm-hmm. The, the starter drug. <laughs> correct. Yes. Um, Ren fairs is like a little bit, you know, part comic con part, um, 
part actual reenactment um because there's a lot of people that go there and cosplay there's a fantasy element to it um sca is not fantasy it is historical portrayal um the house names and the interactions that take place at an SEA event may not be historical, but there's no fantasy element to it. So you don't have wizards. You don't have, you know, things like that. So it's not LARPing, but it's also not like revolutionary or civil war reenactment where they're trying to like recreate the battles. Correct. Um, it is more about experiencing the history and the period that you are portraying mm-hmm. um, and doing so as accurately as possible. Um, now, there are people within this area that are fanatical about historical accuracy, but for the most part, everybody's pretty laid back and, you know, understanding. And it's like, you know, if you're having fun, then we're having fun. Um, and that's a lot of, you know, people hear SCA and, you know, I'll be honest, when I came into it, I thought it had a, a bad rap, um, you know, that there was all sorts of drama and, you know, people were like super critical of, you know, your clothing and, and what you carried and what your camp looked like. And, you know, it's not that way at all. Um, but, uh, where would you like me to start? I guess. Well, um, I guess the best way to start is when, um, what do you need to do to get into this? Like how, how does one get started in this? Um, the best way to get started. I was very fortunate that I was invited to an SEA event. Um, mm-hmm. periodically there are events throughout the SCA, um, that last for like five or six days. Um, there's even one that lasts like over a week. Um, and it's the big one. Um, but, uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited to, uh, a local war, um, which is a five day event here in San Diego. Uh, it's called Potrero war. Uh, and I did that, uh, two years ago and was super into it. Uh, everything was amazing and I enjoyed camping for five days as a Viking and I wanted to do it more. Um, you don't have to be invited to an event. Um, there are tons of resources out there. Um, what I would, anybody that's interested, I would recommend looking up or looking up your local, uh, SCA chapter. Um, it's a barony. Um, so just type in, uh, your location, SCA barony, and it'll pull up a map and show you what barony you belong to, uh, or what barony you live in. Um, and then you can get in touch with them. Usually they're on Facebook. That's what I found out because the websites are, uh, very antiquated. Um, because these people are all about reenacting, a period of time, you know, during the Renaissance, the Romans, the Viking age, you know, not so much on updating their websites. <laughs> um, but, you know, a Facebook is a really great resource, you know, reach out to your barony, look at their calendar. Um, my particular barony, which is the barony of Calafia, mm-hmm. uh, we 
are very fortunate that they frequently hold newcomers meetings to introduce you to the SCA. Uh, they're super helpful. Um, if you have any questions about getting started, um, they will put you in touch with people to help you put things together. Um, you know, also, you know, you can, uh, once they introduce you to other houses, um, other houses are very, uh, knowledgeable and willing to help. Uh, but it is definitely that's something that's going to require a lot of time, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of money. Um, <laughs> well, before, before we get into that, I just want to sure. say, cause you've, you've been saying, uh, SCA, that's society for creative anachronisms. Correct. Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah. Society for creative anachronisms. Um, it is a worldwide, uh, organization. Um, as a matter of fact, I think there is only one employee of SCA and they are a file clerk. Everything else is volunteer. So oh, this wow. is a nonprofit volunteer organization um, that is solely about reenactment. Now, when you're, when you're joining uh, SCA and you're going to do these reenactments, do you kind of create a character and stick with that character? Do you, um, you know, how does, how does that part of the process work? Well, there is a role play element to it. Um, it's not, at least in my experience, it's not super strong um, in terms of like, this is who I am. This is my backstory kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, my persona is, uh, Jarl Torben of Nordheim. Um, so my title, Jarl, um, my name Torben, and then where I'm from of house Nordheim. And, and anybody uh, who's played Skyrim should, should, uh, understand what the term Jarl is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, um, Nordheim is actually, uh, like old Norris for home of the Nords mm-hmm. or home of the Norse. Um, so, uh, kind of forgot where my, Oh yeah. We were talking about, uh, personas. Mm-hmm. So, um, there are people that will only go by their SCA name mm-hmm. when they're at these events. Um, most of the people are be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Oh, where do you camp? I'm over there. So, I mean, it's, it's all in what you want to put into it. Really. Um, your involvement in the SCA, your persona, um, you can do as much or as little as you want. Um, now they do recommend becoming a member if you want to move up and actually get a title like um, knight, or if you want to become king or a baron um, or a duke. Um, you do have to be a member of the SCA to do that. Mm-hmm. But to go to SCA events and participate and go to war, and um, you don't actually have to become a member. Um, you can actually just be you know, Joe Schmo. And as long as you follow all the procedures, you can camp, you can participate, you can have fun. 
Um, so it's it's they're really trying to be all inclusive and they're trying to make it accessible. Uh, that's why there's not like super strict about uh, your persona or um, you know what type of garb you have. Mm-hmm. They just want you to kind of try and and fit in so that you're not you know as as role players would say you're not out of character completely. Correct. Yeah. And then as more and more you, you do SCA events, the more and more you, you know, will be educated and get more in line with SCA's overall philosophy. So I'm on, um, one of the, I guess the Southern California SCA site and there's all sorts of groups um, mm-hmm. there's like archers, there's arts and sciences, bards, brewers, clothiers. Yep. Those are the different guilds. Um, I belong to three different guilds, um, within SCA. Um, I've been really bad and haven't gone to any meetings yet, but, um, we'll be doing so soon. Um, there's the Viking guild. Um, there's the brewers guild, and I forget what the other one is. I think it's the Archer's Guild. That's awesome. So I'm a huge archer. So like I, I, that's one thing I should do. I should, I should make Matt go with me to a, an archery place and just like shoot arrows. Cause I, I did it when I was in Cub Scouts way back in the day and loved it. So, you know, well, and that's actually one of the great things. If you come visit me during one of our events, uh, I will put a bow in your hand Yay! and, and you can shoot at hay bales, uh, till your heart's content. Um, so you, you mentioned money <laughs> and I'm assuming that's because yep. you're working on, you're constantly working on costumes and things. Um, well, we don't call them costumes. Um, people are very particular about what, things are called gotcha. um we don't wear costumes we don't wear um get up um we have our garb gotcha and uh garb is your clothing um because you are reenacting um it is your clothes uh it's not a costume that you would wear it's not something you typically wear on halloween um because when you are at an SEA event, um, if you are not in garb, you are naked. And the philosophy behind that is you are entering another time. Mm-hmm. And if you're wearing modern day clothing, that would not have existed back then. So you are naked. That's kind of fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Um, there are some rules, like uh, if you're going to a war event where everybody is camping um, and you are not in period clothing, you have to leave by uh, 7 mm-hmm. or sundown um, because after sundown, it is garb only. Interesting. So, um, and you have to be camping there. Um, so where the money aspect comes into it is there are a lot of options for you to just buy your garb. Um, they're usually more expensive if you do it that way. Um, and then there's what we do in my household and that's, we make our garb. Uh, there are patterns available, um, both online and through the various SEA guilds, uh, where you can 
go out to Joanne's Fabric, or in our case, we went to the LA Garment District and bought a bunch of period fabric. And we are having what we call a stitching bitch <laughs> um, next weekend, where all of my newbies are going to be making their garb. Um, and that is, you know, their tunics, their breeks, um, you know, anything else that they want to make, uh, like a cloak. Um, so it, it's all going to be handmade. And that's the other fun aspect of it is like going shopping for that fabric and going, this is what I'm going to make. Yeah. And picking out that perfect trim and, and making something. Um, that's one thing I've found within the SCA is you know, it's very much that millennial mentality of I'm going to acquire skills. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I've learned how to hand sew. Nice. Which I never learned before. Um, and now I'm starting to get into leather working where I've already uh, dyed and conditioned my own leather belt. Um, but now I'm actually getting into making leather goods and adding patterns to them and sewing them. And so I'm really super excited about that journey. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of opportunities like that within the SCA and that's all under the arts and sciences. That's awesome. That's cool. It's, it's neat that there are, I mean, I, I'd ima- just looking at the list of, of different groups and guilds and stuff that there are, um, like there's all sorts of different, like you can, everybody could find something that they're interested in. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I haven't even gotten to the best part of the SCA. Go for it. The combat. So how does that work? Because I can't imagine that you are <laughs> taking, um, you know, uh, f- when you're going for authenticity, I, I still doubt that you were taking um, live uh, accurate weapons into battle. <laughs> uh, that's where you kind of really? wrong. Yes. Um, in there's several different layers of combat within SEA. Um, there is, uh, thrown weapons, which I do, which is like your ax throwing knife, throwing, um, chakram, uh, spear throwing atlatl, um, all basically any thrown weapon, uh, falls under, uh, thrown weapons. Um, then you have your archery, which we already kind of discussed, um, then you have, uh, rapier, which is basically mm-hmm. fencing. Um, and then there's a different level of rapier, which used to be called lights, um, which is more untraditional weaponry. Um, and then you have what everybody thinks of when they think of war and that's mm-hmm. heavies and heavies is, uh, Full suits of armor, actual, legit armor, um, and you are going out onto the battlefield with your shield and your sword or your pole axe, and you are beating the crap out of the guy opposite you. Um, now, there are some limitations on weapons. Um, you know, they're not sharpened mm-hmm. weapons. Um, a lot of times, uh, they are, um, 
made out of a hard rattan or a dowel that has been uh, wrapped mm-hmm. in leather um, for like your swords. Um, the axes are a hard leather or I'm sorry, a hard rubber um, that is then wrapped in leather. Um, so there is a degree of uh, mm-hmm. protection. Um, you also have to become certified to fight uh, in the heavy combat. They don't just give you a sword and a shield and I don't know, suit <laughs> armor it. and say, go, oh, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a level of training that you have to go through. You have to get certified um, by the SCA in order to participate in combat. Um, but they go out and fight full on medieval battles um, at war. Um, they also do it uh, every week um, during their heavies practice. Um, but there's also the SCA Corps of Engineers that participates in heavies. And those are the guys with the trebuchets, the scorpions, uh, the catapults. Oh, wow. Um, so like the, the, the big they the are, siege weapons. Yes. And they are lobbing projectiles at these people in armor. So there is a very real possibility to get hurt. It's not a, oh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. You will get hurt. Just depends on mm-hmm. how severe. Um, so uh, the last war that I camped at, which was two years ago, um, they had a sword go through Ooh. a shield. Uh, yeah, luckily the guy was okay. Um, but they also had a spear pierce a helmet and break both orbital bones and the nose uh, of the guy whose helmet it pierced. Um, so it is, it is legit combat. You will get hurt. You will feel it. Um, it's not LARPing at all where everything's made of foam and dainty. It's you are actively trying to beat mm-hmm. the other guy, but they're, you know, they're, yeah, it's camaraderie. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like I'm legitimately mad at you. It's, you know, you'll see all these guys going whole hog and beating on each other. And then, you know, the marshal will call end of combat and they're hugging and they're being like, yeah, good match. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's it's definitely something that should be experienced. Um, and if you look it up on YouTube, they've got all kinds of videos on there of SCA combat. That's literally just where I went. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need yep. to see, I need to see this in action because it sounds as fun as it sounds. It sounds. Um, I, I would be concerned. <laughs> I would be concerned for my safety. <laughs> well, Joe, you can actually go to my Facebook page and view some of the videos that I've shot. Okay. Um, at war and you'll see some of the heavy combat. Um, and I can actually send you a video, but yeah. So while I'm watching this and, um, I'm seeing people standing off and, progressing and jesus (laughs) there's this cute the 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 axe that's like ridiculous it's like twice the size of the guy Uh that's a polearm axe and he's bringing it like wow okay so this is a thing yep and what you're seeing there are some of the uh the two largest households squaring off um you're looking at corvus which is a roman household 
And the ones with the dragons on their shields, uh, that is Drofen. That is the Viking Federation. So it's a bunch of different Viking households that all come together under one banner to fight. I mean, I can understand, like, there's got to be a very cathartic uh, experience. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I would, I would need to build up some, uh, as, as somebody who has never been athletic, <laughs> this concerns me. Well, and that's just the thing about SEA is, is like I said, you can do as much or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. So not everybody fights heavies. Not everybody participates in combat. Uh, there are households that are geared towards the arts and sciences and they have sewing circles and things like that. But then there's also households that do, you know, the archery tournaments, the thrown weapons tournaments. Uh, in my household, I only have one person that fights heavies. Now you don't, um, do you fight heavies? I do not. No, um, I am old and broken and would not do well. Um, no, I, I do thrown weapon tournaments and um, I'm going to start doing archery. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting how society is now catering to this, Mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, for my birthday, my house actually took me out to go ax throwing at a bar that we have here in San Diego, um, called SoCal ax throwing, um, where you go and you throw axes at a wooden target and then you can go over into their bar and have dinner and drink. Nice. So it's, it, that's very much how SCA is, is um, at these events. It's, you know, five days of day drinking <laughs> and then you go and do, you know, your arts and crafts or uh, your thrown weapons. Um, if you're fighting in actual combat, you have to be sober. I, I would hope. Which <laughs> good um, you know, but, uh, you know, it's it's really just a five day for Petrero War, at least it's a five day medieval party. That's awesome. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Rob, went he was in Colorado for something and he went axe throwing and he texted my friend Paula and I and was like, we must do this. This is so much fun. And I'm like, as long as nobody's getting hurt, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and these places are great. They train you. They well, they provide instruction of how not to kill yourself, you know, and how to properly throw an axe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you're not just yeah, I'm going to throw an axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Um, so if somebody wants to get into this, they should uh, go to the SCA um, website, and uh, it's sca.org and. Mm-hmm. It's I very easily found where I needed to go for if I was joining. If I'm not mistaken, you would be in the barony of Altavia. Um, I was trying to fe- I was trying to see that because it wasn't telling me what barony I was in. But when I looked at the map, it looked like it was. It certainly was. We are certainly not in the same barony. No, no, you would be a uh, Palm Springs, SCA barony. That's actually how I recommend doing it is, um, you know, doing a Google search where you live and then SCA Barony. Um, and that'll pr- take you to a link where you can find where you are. Um, SCA.org has a, uh, a kingdom lookup tool, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty nice. Um, 
Let's see. We'll look up Joe's here. Uh, Joe, you are in California. So we will look up your kingdom. Well, you're definitely in the kingdom of Kaid, which we are in the same kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the uh, Southern California, greater Los Angeles area and Hawaii, which by the way, Hawaii listeners, uh, you guys are having your very first war this year. Um, and that I want to go to so very badly. <laughs> well, I can't, I couldn't, I can't imagine not wanting to go to something in Hawaii, no matter what it happens to be. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, once you find your kingdom, um, your kingdom should have its own page. Looks like Barony of Dry- Drybergen. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, uh, we're technically um, Riverside. Okay, so yeah, Drybergen. Very nice. All right, so we found Joe's. Uh, your San Bernardino Riverside. Um, so you can go to that page and you can look up. Um, all kinds of information, meetings and practices. Wow, they actually have an updated website. I'm impressed. <laughs> nice. Um, so, and it'll tell you a lot more about it. Uh, what I've covered here is just kind of a like a a general uh, idea of how my barony works. Mm-hmm. Um, your barony may work completely differently. Um, but don't think that because you're in one barony, you can't go to another barony's event. You can totally do that. Yeah, especially, I mean, I mean, Southern California, we're, we're weird in that, you know, it, there are no, there are no boundaries. <laughs> we all just kind right. of, we just kind of exist in Southern California. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it, it's, it's all about having fun and being with people that you are sharing the same passions with. Um, and, you know, I have yet to go to an event where I wasn't made to feel completely welcome. Um, you know, and it's, you know, and if you don't have to be a Viking, you don't have to be a Roman. Um, you know, there are tons of other options. There's full on pirate guilds. Nice. There's people that uh, role play uh, Renaissance Italy. Uh, so you'll see people walking around with giant cod pieces and rapiers on their hip. Um, you know, there's also, you know, Germanic tribes. Uh, I believe our barony just got its first Japanese household. Oh, wow. So you have samurai. Um, so, I mean, and then there's, um, people that are out in like Victorville, Las Vegas area. They're doing more, um, like Egyptian, and Persian households. Um, our current king and queen of the kingdom of Kaid are Greek. So it's it's whatever area you want to portray, you can find a household or create a household to do. And it doesn't, there's not anything that you really have to do to create a household except for get a group of friends together and say, hey, Let's do this. That's so cool. That's neat. And and it's cool because it's so like it's it's kind of the best of how to do organizations where there is there are rules, there are um you know, it sounds like some restrictions, but for the most part, if you want to do it, there's a way to do it. Exactly. 
And the, the main thing is, is, um, get with your barony, get with the officers of your barony and find out what is permitted and what is not permitted. Um, because that is your best resource. So you don't piss anybody off and you're not doing anything unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, it's, there are limitations. Like I said, we are not like fantasy. We are not LARP. You know, you have to go through a certification process to fight um, so that you are being safe. We, you know, we want to continue having fun at these events and we have to meet uh, local ordinances and insurance requirements in order to do this. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, I feel like we have just um, hit the very top surface of what you can get do in this. Um Yes. But I think it's a, a good overview. So thank you so much for, for sharing this with us because this is um, this is a lot of fun. Of course. And if you're in the San Diego area and you're looking um, to get into SCA, um, I'm sure we could find a way for you to link up with SCA and join a guild or join a house. Uh, like I said, uh, just go to SCA.org or just Google um, your location and they are all over the world. So if you're listening in Germany, there's an SCA chapter out there. If you're listening in Australia or New Zealand, you guys definitely have an SCA chapter. Um, so, you know, give it a look, get involved if you want. Yeah. And if you're, if you're part of the network and you are, you're like, Oh yeah, SCA, totally a member of that. Uh, you know, let us know because that'd be cool to, to hear other people's perspectives and, and see what you guys are all doing out there because it sounds like, you know, no two, no two people in this are going to be having the exact same experience, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. Um, any shout outs for this week? Uh, well, shout out to my buddy Philippe, who used to host the Average Geek Show with me. Oh, how's Philippe um, doing? He's doing really well. Um, he's, uh, it's all about the family life now. Well, good. We, I, I hope he is doing well. It's been a while since I've talked to Philippe, but it sounds like, uh, like life is good. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I'm giving a more general shout out this week. I, I had, um, a couple weeks ago, the the district librarian at our far school come out and get the kids set up on like uh, digital libraries and you know get them to start bookshelves. And she's like, you know, asking me what my curriculum is so that she can put uh, bookshelves together for my kids. And um, and so I'm just shouting out to librarians, librarians in general, because they are amazing, and uh, we need more of them. <laughs> right um you're coming back with for for us again next week yes and i we've talked about either doing a nostalgia filter or maybe we'll talk about cooking yeah maybe that'd be cool there's no reason we can't do both this is true well uh, i'm trying to do i'm trying to bring my friends in for like three episodes at a time um i've got you i know kelly said that she would be willing to come back in kelly hightower um and then um i've no, for those of you who who have been listening for a while, you know I am. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of a podcast called "I Remember It Better," um, and it's one of the podcasts that got me into podcasting. I think we had Ryan Allgood, which is one of the co-hosts on here. Like I don't know, the first year we were on, and um, 
they stopped recording in like 2017, but they are coming back. And so one of our upcoming episodes will definitely be getting uh, Cliff and Ryan out here and uh, talking to them about coming back. And they're all about uh, 80s and 90s nostalgia. So that's oh, that's awesome. an upcoming episode I'm very, very excited about. Uh, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out our other geek to geek shows such as geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Dragon Quest FM, and Sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Troidal Power, and make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast Or if you want to actually talk to us in real time, uh, you can talk to us on Slack, which is where I am, uh, and Ray pops in there occasionally. Or you can join Discord, where I think Katie and um, Beige from Keep Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea and the geek to geek podcast, I think they tend to be more the Discorders. But definitely come and visit with us, because if you, if you want to talk to us, that's the best way to do it. Uh, you can currently find us at geek2.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geek2.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Brian, where can we find you? I am incognito currently, but uh, Average Geek Show, my former podcast, still has a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Average Geek Show official. Um, if you want to send me a message or uh, ask a question about SCA, you can always hit me up there. Um, otherwise, I am invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know what? I think that's a, that's a good life choice. Yeah, you know, you need, everybody needs to unplug every once in a while. So awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brian, for for coming in and filling in while while Ray is traveling the world recruiting people for for art colleges. Of course, and um, we'll thank you for coming this week, and we'll hopefully see you the next couple of weeks too. Absolutely. And for the rest of you out there, remember this week: keep it geek. Greetings, programs and applications. I'm Ben, and I am Keith, and we are the, the Two Gay, Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks Webcast, where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And of course, we can be found at TGGeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere?